skeleton dropped a shampoo in the shower. I always feel like a newscaster. This just in. Had ribs for lunch. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast with your host, Kurt and Dylan. And we're back. Feels like it's been a long time, Dylan. It's only been, what, a week and a half, maybe? Yeah, we took a whole week off. You're at SHOT Show. I was supposed to be there with you, but I didn't get to go, so. I, I took a week off, and I lost the week of my life. I don't know what happened. It, it was a blur. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. That will happen. Vegas, baby. But we're back today <laughs> with a fun episode. We're going to go over the teams and their drivers and rank the drivers, see which team has the, the strongest driver pairing. We broke it down into three different categories, so we'll go over that and discuss who we think has the biggest or the best driver pairing for the 2023 season and give our reasons why. Oh, man. And this is is high-level stuff right here, all right? We got three very specific categories that are really, you know, expert ratings. Well, we we gave it our professional opinion, and we ran it it through supercomputers, and this is fact. So what we say here is, is concrete fact. It's going to be exciting. It'll be on F1 TV, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of F1 TV, do you see, uh, not F1, but um, what's that one British? I'm not British. I don't watch British TV. I don't know the station. But the two guys just left, Paul DeResta and the other guy. I cannot think of his name. But it was no idea what you're talking about. big news yesterday. Yeah, it's just two guys. They're F1 pundits. They're no longer. Oh talking about f1 they're gonna have to find something else to talk about what else is there to talk about you know i don't know i guess if you're in britain you know like tea what kind of tea do you like biscuits the kind that's in the harbor (laughs) don't bring that shit over here (laughs) Uh, i don't know what else happens in england i've never i've never been there it rains a lot i hear that I hear it rains a lot, yeah. I think they got wizards over there. That'd be pretty cool to see. I think that's in Ireland. Oh, is it? It's Mexico. Yeah. I feel like they're all the same. I don't know much about that side of the world. They say the same thing about us. You're a Florida man, so I mean, you probably have alligators in the backyard. Oh, we do. They're everywhere. I actually almost yeah. hit one one day. I was driving down the street, and I came around a turn, and there's a lake on one side and a lake on the other, and there's an alligator right in the middle of the damn road. And it, the funny thing is, that's not the only time that's happened to me. That's <laughs> happened on multiple occasions. See, the funny thing <laughs> in Central Texas, we just have deer to hit, and I've hit four of them. And that's Luckily, why everyone makes not. fun of us for having giant bumpers on our trucks, but they serve a purpose. Hey, that's free food at that point, isn't it? No, nah, the meat's so bruised. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah, it's done at that point. All right, well, let's get into this. So like we said... We got three very specific categories that we're ranking each team on, each driver per, per team. And then at the end, we're going to give them an overall score and see you know, where the cards lay. So the three categories that we came up with are experience, um, racecraft, and then chance of fireworks or team drama. So for each one of these, we did a one to five ranking, one being the least, five being the most for the first two categories. So for example, experience, um, one to five, you'd have... Logan Sargent as a one all the way up to Fernando Alonso as a five. And then yep. for same same thing for racecraft. And then for um the chance of fireworks between the teams, one is like no drama whatsoever. And then five is like Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg back in the twenty tens. 
So that's yeah. that's the ranking. Or I'm sorry, negative one to negative five. So the first two will be added together. The second or the third category will be subtracted, and that'll come up with their overall total. So and we're gonna run that Dylan, total by individual, this. but then by team, and so then we can rank the teams like most likely most, you know, best driver pairings. So. And it kind of after yep. like doing this and Kurt and I haven't seen each other's, we're going to talk it through live. Um, but after doing this, the by and large, it ended exactly how I expected it to um, with the driver pairings basically going hand in hand with how good the teams are. Um, but there was a couple of surprises in there that will make for it being entertaining. I, I wonder if your surprises are the same as mine. So it's going to be fun. the exact same one. You know, one, it's going to be the exact same one. Probably. So there's one uh, thing I found when I was doing research for this is I was looking at all the teams for 2023. So out of the 10 teams, only four of the teams are going into the 2023 season with the same drivers they had last year. Yep. So 60% of the teams have a brand new driver pairing. And, but also out of those uh, four teams that have the same drivers as last year, only two have had those drivers for two years, and that's Red yep. Bull and Ferrari. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. You always hear about the turnover, but I didn't realize it until you actually see the numbers in front of your face. Yeah, we literally have two teams, like you said, Red Bull and Ferrari, that have any kind of consistency whatsoever. And you can't even count Ferrari because they got a new team principal this year. That's true. Yeah. So, like, really and truly, you have Red Bull with the only kind of consistency in here. I mean, I think Mercedes will probably be fine. Rus Russell and Hamilton are 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 going to be fine together. I don't think that's going to be too crazy but yeah everything else is shaking up well it'll be exciting so for this I, I say that we start and go reverse grid order so we'll go okay. worst to first as of the 2022 constructors so we'll start with williams and make our way up to red bull um, all right kick it off all right cool i'll kick it off with williams so the williams team this year we have alex albon and logan Sargent. so looking at these two you've got alex who is uh you know been in the game i think for three seasons now 2019 rookie of the year um so for him his experience it's you know i put him at, at a two and the, the way i did my experience at first i started and i was like i'm looking at alonzo who's like 20 years and then a rookie with zero years and i was like i'll do a percentage but then i found that it was a lot harder to do that so basically for me if you have 10 years or more then you're at a five and below that i broke it up so for um, Albon being in for three seasons, I put him as a two on his experience. Um, again, his racecraft, I put him at a two also there. I, I feel like, you know, he's, he's a decent driver, but he's not the guy that's going to go in and, like, do anything crazy, stick his nose in there. Like, he's, he's just a safe driver, and I don't think that he's really developed that edge that you need to take yourself to the next level. Um, so I gave him a two on that one. And then on his drama, I gave him, you know, a negative one. He's not the type that's going to do anything. He could be leading the race and they're like, come on the radio, like, hey, let Sergeant through, slow down. And he's like five seconds behind you, but let him through for the win. And he's going to be like, okay, boys, like he's not going to, he's not going to fight anything. So I put him as a negative one on that one. Um, Logan Sergeant, he's a rookie. We can't really say much about him. So, you know, I'm going only off his Formula One experience. I'm not going back to what he did before. Um, so I got him as a one across the board and then a negative one for the drama. Yeah, man, I, I ran it the exact same way. Albon gave him a two on experience. Like he's been in it for three seasons, but I mean, he, he drove for Red Bull and didn't do anything and got pulled back to, to Williams. And 
He's been in the sport. He's driven an F1 car for multiple races. He's getting a two, but that's about it. Same thing for Racecraft. Like you said, nothing, nothing special there. Negative one. Yeah, you could do exactly what you said. So he got a three. Sergeant got one, one, negative one. Williams grand total of a four. So, yeah, they uh, were my bottom across the board. Yeah. Understandably, too, right? Like, that's exactly what I would have expected for a Sergeant Albon pairing. Yep. Um, I'm curious. Like when you dive into it at this kind of level, like, man, what is Williams over there? What's their strategy? Like, we don't really care who our drivers are. We got to fix the car. I I don't (laughs) it's, you know, you can kind of hate on Haas all day for getting rid of Mick for being, you know, as uh, Gunther said, you know, Mick's growing with the team. He's a great driver. He deserves a drive, but we need someone, a driver that's ahead of the team to pull the team forward. I'm like, I get that. So you have K-Mag and and Hulkenberg. Yeah. with Williams, you have two of the greenest drivers in the sport with the worst car on the grid. Like, yeah, it's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> like, uh, they, they always talk about, oh, Albon didn't do bad this year. And it's like, yeah, you don't want your driver not to do bad. You want your driver yeah. to do good. <laughs> like, okay, we'll, we'll see how that where that takes you. But I don't know. They're taking a shot in the dark, I think, with Sargent, maybe hoping that he pans out. But uh, time will tell. Time will tell. All right, next. Moving on from Williams. Moving on from Williams, we've got the biggest disappointment of 2022, Alpha Tauri. Um, Mm -hmm. On this one, I've got Sonoda starting. So, real quick on Sonoda, he is, uh, where am I at? Okay, so this is, will be his third season, I believe. Yep. Um, So, he's an interesting one for me. So, I put his experience at one because he's pretty new. Um, We've seen how he's driven. His first season was not good, his second season was a little bit marginally better i guess his racecraft for me like he's shown moments where he's like oh yuki's got a little edge to him he looks pretty good um i and then he's in the fourth exactly and (laughs) i went back and forth and i i put him as a two and i could go either way one or two on this one um but for drama yuki is a hothead um he's one of those guys like they always talk about how i guess when he learned english he just you know, it's always fun, like, teach the new kid in school from a different country all the curse words. And yeah. that's what Yuki learned. And he's, like, always going crazy on the on the radio and all that. And I think he's just, he's got a little fire inside of him. Um, so I put him as a negative three for the drama. And then for DeVries, you know, we don't have much. He just had one race last year, and that was in a brand new car for him. You know, he held his own. He did well, but I'm still putting him, you know, one, one, and then negative one across the board. So total of one for Williams for me. Or for Alpha Tower, sorry. Ooh, man. Alpha Tower is dropping below Williams on yours. They're mm-hmm. actually below Williams on mine as well. Um, yeah, Sonoda, I gave him a two for his experience. Um, I gave him a two on his racecraft as well. He definitely shows signs of capability, but he's got no consistency. Correct. Right? He'll he he's he'll be late on the brakes. He he can try and make those moves and then he's in a wall, he's over, you know, over the barrier it's all over the place. There's just no consistency. And then, yeah, he's, I didn't go quite as hard on the chances of drama. He's a total hothead on the radio loves, loves to cuss and let it rip, but I don't ever see him duking it out with a teammate. I gave him a negative two on uh chances for drama. Like it's definitely there. He could say something to probably hurt somebody's feelings, but I think it's going to end right there. DeVries don't know anything. One, one, negative one. So yeah, that that's, Again, for Alpha Tauri, like you said, huge, huge disappointment of the year. They're honestly, they're the bottom. They're the least overall rating on my chart here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly so, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, Yuki Sonoda is not a number one driver yet. He still needs a ton of mentorship and, and time and practice and DeVries is brand new. Another bold move for AlphaTauri. Right. I'd like to see how that pans out. You're saying, you know, uh, he might hurt somebody's feelings on the radio. It reminded me of thinking about, uh, like tough engineering jobs. One of them would be Yuki Sonoda. And the other one, Kimi Raikkonen, because either way, like you're gonna get cussed out. You're, they're gonna tell you to shut up. <laughs> Both of those guys on the Leave radio. Leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then Yuki's just cussing you out the whole time. It's like you, Yuki, you literally went into the wall. Like, <laughs> get out of the car. Yeah, I think it'd be easier to be Kimi's because he's just gonna tell you to shut up, and you're like, okay. Yeah. Yuki's like, shut up, and I'm like, no, no. Listen, you're you're holding the line up. You gotta move, Yuki. What are you doing? I would always think about uh, Kimmy's engineer. And it's like the team principal is like, hey, get on the radio and tell Kimmy this. And you're just like, you get on the radio and tell Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on from Alpha Tauri. Next, we have McLaren. Um, McLaren? Did I go out of order here? Yeah, I think Haas is yes, next. Yes, we did. Haas. Oh, I skipped. Oh, I messed up big time. Sorry, McLaren. Yeah, you did. All right. So next is Haas. So Magnuson and Hulkenberg, this one is going to be interesting. Um, Magnuson has been in uh, Formula One for five seasons, so going on to his sixth. You know, he lost his drive for 2021. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, he, so I think he's got experience. Um, he's, I put him as a three for his experience because he's been in, you know, five years. Um, his racecraft, he's one of those guys where, almost like you said, like with Yuki, like he, he shows promise, but he doesn't have consistency all the time. And he's super, super aggressive. Like he's known for being one of those guys where if you're coming through the field, like after a pit stop or, you know, you start at the back of the pack and, you know, as a Red Bull or something, you're out of position, you're making your way through. You know, a lot of guys will be like, hey, that's not my race, kind of let him through. But Magnuson is one of those guys where he is not going to concede. Like you're going to have to fight for that position. And there's been tons of times when he's come in contact and, you know, sacrificed his own race almost to prove a point like hey, you're not going to get past me that easy so i love watching him he's super exciting but uh you know for that i think that you know when it comes to drama and potential issues within the team because he is so aggressive i think it's one of those things where if they're like hey you need to let hulkenberg pass and it's like yeah i don't know he's he's gonna fight that one in my opinion and plus they've got history in the past you know they came together uh i don't know what year it was but then after the race, he was on an interview and he was like, oh, Nico can suck my balls. And so they've got, <laughs> <laughs> so there's already a little tension. They came out and said they had a laugh about it after Hulkenberg was announced as the driver. But I think, you know, it's still a little tension boiling up. So I put him as a solid negative five for drama. So I can see Ooh, that one exploding. man. For sure. And then Hulkenberg, you got to look at Hulkenberg. He's got nine nine plus seasons if you count all the years or the year where he did all the subs so he's got nine plus seasons he's been around for a while he's one of those guys that's super consistent and he's a reliable point scorer but he was never top of the field you know i think that yeah. he kind of got that taste of you know he had a couple races where he was like oh he might finally get a podium and then he'd do something silly and mess it up um so for experience again i put him at a four for his racecraft, you know, because he is kind of good and or kind of consistent and reliable, I put him as a three. Um, but I think this year he's had enough time off where he's had to he's been able to sit back and think about everything that led to him not getting any podiums and all that. 
And I think now he's going to come out and he's going to be a lot more aggressive. So chance for team drama. And he's paired with K-Mag. I put him at a negative three. So for that one, they're at a, a negative eight combined, which is pretty high on my, on my sheet. Um, yeah. So I, I got an overall of four for Haas overall for all categories. Wow. Yeah, we're, this, we're starting to differ a little bit. So for K-Mag, I've got him at a three on driver experience. I think we were the same there. He's got quite a few years in, in, the, in the sport. Um, I, I, I went back and forth between a three and a four on him. He's definitely not a new driver. He's, he's, he's a solid three. Um, the problem is, is that like all of his experience is in the bottom field cars. It's, mm -hmm. you know, he's never had the opportunity to be in one of the top tier cars and have the driver experience to race in the fastest car against the fastest other fastest drivers. Um, so I, I left him at a solid three. That was also my argument for his racecraft. I left him at a three. Um, I like the way K Mag drives. I love that. You know, he, he doesn't concede easily. Yeah. Um, he will throw the nose in. He will sacrifice his race, but at the same time, he will sacrifice his race. He will race with people that aren't <laughs> on his race line. Like, so I give him a three in his, in his race craft as well. I think he's got the opportunity if he reels it in a little bit and maybe gotten a better car to bump that up, but he's a solid three. Yeah. I gave him a negative two on the drama and, and specifically for the inner team workings with Hulkenberg. Um, he's got a chance there, but I think K mag is the solid number one driver there. Hulk's been out of it for years with a few super subs in there, but I don't see there being a whole, I see there being a small chance for it, but I just don't see K mag throwing too big of a fit. He knows his seats on the line as well. He got, I mean, he got fired from Haas and then asked to come back when they realized they screwed <laughs> up, but they, he knows he's not secure. You know, I'm not throwing big tantrums if I'm K mag. Um, he ripped Gunther Steiner's door off. <laughs> he's already proven that he's got a temper. I don't know, man. I, I think they, I forgot about that. He did rip his door off. He ripped now, you're making the team me say, principal's right. door off. <laughs> all right, all right. You're making me second guess my chances of drama on K Mag. I'll bump him up. I'll give him a negative three. I'm changing it live. She's not supposed to do that, but I've been uh, I've been playing with it anyway. Like, no, I'll he's a nice up. guy. <laughs> I like K Mag though. I'm kind of like, yeah, I like that door off. Gunter sucks. That um, is, I like the Viking. Um, Hulkenberg, I gave him a four on driver experience. He's been in it for a number of seasons, but I only gave him a two on racecraft. I mean, he, he is kind of consistent, but he's also just consistently getting one point or no points. Yeah. Consistently um, blah. Yeah, consistently blah. I don't see him throwing his nose in there and trying to push to get the points. I, I see him letting K mag go by him. If he's in front and K mags being a pit bull in the back door and Gunther's like, Hey, uh, Hulk, you mind letting K mag through? He's going to be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, please. So he doesn't take you both out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't. So he got a negative two for me on drama. Um, so I gave Haas a seven overall. Um, oh, okay. They're kind of a midfield. They're, they're, they're bottom of the midfield for me on this. All right, cool. Well, why don't you lead us into your Aston Martin rankings? All right. Aston Martin rankings. Alonzo gave him a five in driver experience. He's of course. Yeah, there's there's no way you can argue that. That's just factual. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's the um, benchmark him, right now. Yeah. I gave him a four in his racecraft. I really went back and forth between a four and a five. Um, you know, if this was 10 years ago, he was a hard five, double back to back world champs. Um, in Alpine, in that Aston Martin, man, he's got so many moments of just genius, but I just don't see him being 
competing with Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton. And mm-hmm. for those reasons, if I'm giving those guys fives, I got to give Alonso a four. You could make you could four and a half, right? I, you can make the argument either way there, but I give him a four. I gave him chances for uh, fireworks and negative four. Mm. He was definitely like with being on that team with Stroll, definitely a hard negative four. Uh, he's going to, and the only reason he didn't get a negative five with Strolls because Stroll's daddy owns the team. So he's going to have to keep some of his comments to himself. He's we've already seen him do it once. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly when he, when Stroll flipped his car up in the air and what did Alonzo do? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. nothing. So I was like, all right, all right, you're going to tone it down. Cause daddy's in charge now. Stroll. <laughs> Stroll, I gave a three in driver's experience. I gave him a two in in racecraft. I almost gave him a one just for the entertainment value of it. But then I was going back to our last, our unpopular opinion podcast where your right. unpopular opinion was that Stroll's not that bad. So I gave him a two for you, Kurt. Oh, thank you. And then uh, I gave him a negative three on chances of drama and that's specifically not because he's going to say or anything but on the track when he breaks under when he swerves under braking and takes alonzo out there's going to be fireworks all day long like he's oh, yeah. your, you know he's gonna be saying sorry typical canadian fashion the whole way <laughs> but uh chances of fireworks just with them together absolutely um that's that's probably my my highest it is my highest ranking for chances of drama negative seven overall okay see ours were were pretty close on that you know for alonzo i put five obviously for experience you can't change that you're kind of making me second guess my my uh racecraft though because i put him at a five and now when i'm thinking about it you said something uh, i forget what you said but it reminds me of last year when he had all those troubles in the alpine and uh okan didn't have as many troubles and i'm wondering if he was just overdriving the car yeah you know and and you know taking it beyond its limits which i don't know is that a good thing is that a bad thing Obviously, it's something it good for a driver you want the driver to be you know you don't want him to be the limit but at the same yeah. time he's got to know his car exactly you kind of got a match so i i did give him a five but i could i could be persuaded to go down to four but i'm at a five so i'm going to stick it there um and then chance for drama i put it as a negative four and that was the same thing you said if it if it wasn't for lawrence stroll owning the team it would have been a five yeah. um but i think he's gonna be forced to kind of bite his tongue every now and then um and then stroll every now and then not always <laughs> oh he'll he'll let it slip but he's not he's gonna, gonna let it slide know, he's not going full fernando alonso I think, um, and I think my favorite comment he's ever made was when he was battling Lewis and Lewis did something and he came on the radio and was like, this guy only knows how to drive from first place. <laughs> and you're like, Ooh, man, that is like, that's a pretty that was, harsh. Like that was funny seeing the post-race interview and the reporter told Lewis and he's like, Oh, he said that. <laughs> like, yeah. And then he's like, apparently was going to shake his hand and decided not to afterwards. Um, but Stroll, I didn't realize Lance Stroll's been racing for six years already. So that says he, something. I know, right? Well, yeah. I don't think if it was for his dad, he probably would have stopped at four. But I gave yeah. him a three because of that. You can't, you can't, you know, doubt the fact that he's been there for six years. Um, Racecraft, I put him at a two. I, you know, he's shown some moments every now and then. Um, but he's like we always say he's done some really really stupid things and then chance for drama i put that one again as a solid negative five and just because nice no matter who it is like teammate not teammate 
Like he doesn't care. Like he's like that lady on Family Guy where she gets on the highway and she's like, "Good luck, everybody else." And just, oh, oh. that's Lance Stroll when he drives, except for he's doing it 180 miles an hour. So chance for drama. Awesome. No matter what team it is, I put it negative five. So those guys, they got a total of six points for me for Aston Martin. Yeah. Moving right along. All right, now we get some Alfa Romeo, I believe. Right? No, McLaren. Oh man, McLaren finished that low. Yeah, Danny, Danny didn't do much. I got my Ricardo yeah. shirt on today. I saw that. I saw yeah. That. All right, what you got for uh, for McLaren? All right, Norris driver experience. I gave him a four. Um, he he was a three or a four. The fact that he's in that McLaren, he's up there competing with the best, and he does such a good job. Uh, you can make the argument that this is. I'm talking more about racecraft than driver experience, but I think he's got more years of experience than the number says. So I gave him a four. Okay. Um, racecraft, I gave him a four. Uh, he's still got, he's still young going back to the driver experience thing, but uh, he, he's still young in the sport. He's still young in figuring things out. I, I, he's a solid four. I hope he gets up to a five one day. Um, and then for drama, I gave him a negative one. I don't see Lando especially with a new guy as, a, as your backup. Like, I don't see Lando making any kind of waves. He never really has. Even yeah. with, you know, if he was going to make waves, it would have been when he was the number two driver to Danny, who was doing horrendous, and he still didn't make any waves. So I just True. don't, I, I gave him a negative one. Piastri, I gave him a two in driver experience and racecraft. And that was simply because of the, his history in the sport, in race driving, race mm -hmm. car driving, racing. Um, so I gave him twos fast. there. He, he's he's definitely a new guy, um, but he, he's got a little bit more history. He, he was the one I second guessed in the very beginning when you're like, I'm get, judging this purely off of F1 experience. I was like, well, I give PH3 twos, but <laughs> I'm standing by. I, I don't think he's he's not as green as Logan Sargent. Right. He, he's got a little bit more. So I gave him twos. Gave him a negative one on drama as well, putting McLaren the least likely team to have any kind of drama because I just don't see. I, I don't see there being fireworks in PH3's first year and with Lando Norris. OK, OK, I agree with a lot of those. You know, I put Norris at a three for his experience. Um, I think he's at what, four years now. So going on his mm -hmm. fifth year racecraft. Uh, I think you said a four for yours. Yeah. I was, this is a tough one for me. You know, I love Lando Norris. I was going back and forth. I put him at a three. Um, I think that, you know, he'll, he's very close to a four in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. You know, after this season, he'll probably be up there. And then chance for drama, I put him at a negative two. And I was thinking about uh, that. Uh, remember when in Monza, when Danny won the race? And yeah, by all and accounts, Norris was in number two. Norris was in number two. And Norris was uh, going, he was putting in faster lap times than Danny. But mm -hmm. they didn't want to risk, you know, swapping the cars and then somebody else coming up, you know, and passing them. Um, so he yep. hit his tongue. He held back. Um, and, you know, then he shit the bed when it came to Sochi in the rain. But yep. I think that, you know, ch chances of team drama, he's a solid team player. I don't think that he's going to cause too many waves just yet. And then Piastri, I, I did all ones across the board, but I do agree with you. Out of all the rookies, he's got, um, you know, the best track record, uh, you know, former, mm -hmm. was it F2, F3 champion? I've, I don't have the stats in front of me right now, um, but he's definitely got the best uh, history or the best record. So I, I could see a case for moving him up on racecraft and potentially experience, but I just put him at ones across the board. They are yeah. not my lowest um, as far as drama. My actually lowest for drama, 
I think you said they were your lowest for that. Uh, Williams was my lowest for drama. I don't see those boys doing anything. Uh, Williams and McLaren are tied. You're right. I've got them both at a negative two overall, so they're they're tied. All right. Well, let's take a trip over to France with Alpha Alpine. Al Alpine. Alpine. Gasly and Ocon. What a dream for France, though, right? They got an all French team. you, You can't tell me that did not come into play. Oh, for sure. You, you cannot tell me they, that didn't come into play. Yeah, that'd be like, you know, Andretti coming in and we've just got two American drivers and everybody's slamming Bud, Bud Risers in the paddocks and just American Logan flags Sergeant everywhere. and Ricky Bobby. Oh my God, there's guns all over the place. Shake and bake. <laughs> what a dream. All right, so. Um, yeah, Gasly, I gave a, S- Go ahead. Gasly, I gave a three in experience. He's been around the sport for a number of years. I gave him a three in racecraft. He's got moments of great racecraft, but he also completely shit the bed at Red Bull when the pressure came on. Um, he did. So he got a three, and that's kind of a weak three, too. The only reason he got that three is I'm thinking of that drag race he did with Lewis Hamilton down the back straight at, I believe it was Brazil, when he got his first mm-hmm. podium. Um, that that like that yeah. moment of keeping up with Lewis Hamilton in that Mercedes, I was like, okay, get Gasly, I'll give you a three. Um, drama, I gave him a negative two. You're with on a French team with a French partner, or the French, you know, I, I just don't see him doing anything to really make any waves. Um, Ocon and Gasly both seem not B type personalities, it's probably a little bit too much, but I just do not see them getting out of the car and getting angry at each other, like in any way. Ocon, 3 3, negative two as well. Ocon's been in the sport for a little while. He's got some moments of decent driving, but he's overall blah. Give him a negative two on drama. Alpine's pretty, they got an eight overall. Okay. Mine's quite different. Well, Ooh. as far as the experience, I put both of them at a three because, you know, yeah. they've both been around, like you said, for a number of years. But once you got to racecraft, you got to remember, both of these are drivers that lost their, their drive at one point. So Gasly got mm-hmm. demoted from Red Bull back to Alpha Tower, um, or Toro Rosso at the time. Yep. And Ocon, he lost his seat to uh, Lance Stroll, which, yep. I mean, whatever. That, uh, that's got Perez an asterisk next to it. True, but it was either him or Perez, and Perez outperformed him. So oh, Perez sure. also had more money with him as well. But, you know, he did lose his seat. Um, yep. So both of these drivers have lost their seat at one point. So I put Gasly at a three for racecraft because, again, like you said, there same, has same. been moments. Ocon, I put as a two. I I just haven't seen much from him that has. You been can persuade me to drop him to a two. It was a very weak three that I gave him. Yeah, it's it's not very impressive. And when I look at him, I imagine he has a weak handshake. It's just yeah, it's not one of the yeah. categories, but I can see it. Like he he shakes weak, your hand. We can shake his hand. Like yes, just dead fishes it. Grab my strong hand. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I could see that. My I guess to rebuttal him outperforming Alonzo this year put him up to a three for me. Yeah, I still think there should be an asterisk next to that one. Um, I, I agree. That was just my it's a weak three. I agree. It's with you. fine. And then for drama, I don't know, man. I think that these two, you know, they've got a history and no matter how much they try to play nice and they're like, oh, we're friends now or like we get along. Did you see that picture that came out last week where they went to a basketball game and they had, no. I think it was them and Charles Leclerc, if I'm not mistaken. 
um and it's like oh we're supporting the the european basketball league or whatever it was oh i did see and, that i didn't read it at all i just saw it and kept scrolling right and it was like oh we're together look at us we're out having fun but they had they were separated also by charlotte claire so i, I think there's still some tension there and i could see that going you know uh, i don't know i put them at a negative four each you know Ocon, Ooh, he's been at the that's team. almost going nuclear I, yeah, I think that one has a lot of potential for fireworks, and I would love to see it. I think I one would of the love to see it. Yes, one of the few things at the beginning of the season is going to be Gasly tiptoeing around because of how many penalty points he has. Yeah, I think for once sure. those once those are clear, it's gloves off, and the fireworks are going to fly. It's going to be awesome to watch. Um, You're probably so right. Yeah. So overall, for those, I I put them at a three. Um, total for for Ooh, alpine man and i'm ready You're making to see me the second fight. guess a lot of these stick with your gut man i'm sticking we'll, with it i'm going we'll revisit we'll see. this we'll, yeah. at the end of the year and see how right we were all right so alfa romeo's got to be next alfa romeo is next yes sir you want to kick it off sure we have valtteri bottas and joe guan yu so um for these guys, so Bottas has been in the league for, or been in racing Formula 1 for 10 years, so he's got tons of experience. Yep. Um, so I put him at a 5 for that. We've seen him, uh, you know, kind of almost hold his own uh, with Lewis Hamilton. You know, very solid number 2. He, he always was there to, you know, pick up the scraps whenever Lewis, you know, wasn't, you know, had an off day or the car failed or whatever. Um, so he was always there. So I, I put him, his experience as a five, his racecraft, I put it a four. You know, I, if he was a little bit more aggressive, I think he could he could be a little bit higher on that. Um, and then chance for drama, I, pretty low. I put him at a negative two. It could easily be a negative one for me. Um, but I, I put him at a negative two just because I think that, you know, being so long in the in in that number two driver position, I think he's probably got a chip on his shoulder. And if Joe Guan Yu starts to like, you know, come up on the t- in the team, I think he might be able to, I don't know, maybe get a little bit aggressive. And he's been hang- he's got a mullet now too, so I feel like that he does leads have a to a little now. bit of of potential aggression. So we'll see. If you if you brought him over stateside, gave him some pit viper glasses, and put him <laughs> in like a ninety square body Chevy, he would fit right in in the south. Oh, for sure. That's the the staple. You have to have pit vipers if you have a mullet <laughs> in America. Yes. There's like, there's no way around it. They're the stupidest sunglasses in the world, but I guess I'm an old man. <laughs> Pit Viper, cut off jean shorts and a sleeveless t-shirt. And there you go. You Botas would rock it too. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. So Joe Guan Yu, kind of new rookie of the year last year, but also wasn't he the only rookie last year? Yeah. Well, yeah. anyways, rookie of the year. Um, so I, I still, I put him at a one. Um, you know, as far as racecraft. Honestly, I didn't see enough coverage of Joe to really make a determination. I, I don't know what he did last year. You know, he's kind of, I guess, kind of, you know, mid He rolled car. his car and went into, a, went into a fence at Silverstone. That was the most coverage I think he got all year. Yeah, um, I think so. So, I mean, other than that, I don't have much to go off of. I put him at a two. And he didn't do anything that seemed super bad to, you know, get some coverage and put him down to a one. So, I put him at a two on that. And a negative one for drama. I don't see him doing anything, you know, especially as a new guy. I think he got what another one year contract or something like that. So I don't, I don't yeah. foresee him making any waves. So uh, for them, I think they're actually tied for. Oh no, they're just above Williams, tied with Alfa Romeo. Um, or I'm sorry, 
tied with McLaren for the least chance of drama for me. Uh, but yeah, nine overall for Alfa Romeo. Yeah, that's close to mine. My biggest difference is Botas. So Guojan, Zhou Guan Yu, um, I gave him a two for race experience just because he's not a rookie. He got rookie of the year. Like he's he's driven in 21 races. Like I gave him a True. two. Gave him a two in racecraft, gave him a negative one in drama. All same reasons. Botas. I gave a four in driver's experience. You could persuade me to take that up to a five. I probably should take that up to a five, but he got a four from me. Just I didn't realize it'd been 10 years. Like I knew he'd been around for a while. I thought it was like seven ish was where I was right. guessing at. I didn't look it up. So four for that. I gave him a three on racecraft almost for the same reasons that um, you kind of hit on Gasly and Ocon. Like he's a solid number two driver. He's the guy at the end of the year that's like, oh, Botas didn't do bad, but yeah. he's never, you know, it's kind of, we got uh, in that unpopular opinion podcast. Someone was like, put Botas in the best car and he'd be a two time world champion. He was in the best car for the past couple of years. True. And yeah. he was 200 points behind the race leader. Like, <laughs> No, I mean, he's a good driver. He's fun to watch. He's great for um, Alfa Romeo as they're rebuilding the team. I think he's phenomenal for helping to bring that team forward. But he got a three in racecraft for me. Same thing then for uh, drama negative two. I don't really see him doing anything. He's but he's an old man with a young pup behind him. So that always ups the ante a little bit. So he got a negative two. Okay, I just realized we went out of order on those, but that's fine. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> what I was thinking, I was like, Alfa Romeo wasn't fourth in the championship. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I think we skipped that. Okay. All right. Well, anyways. All right. All right. So, Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull. Oh, uh, this is where these ones are fun, I think. Yeah. This, this was, is, we've, we've just been getting, go ahead and put a marker there and you can tell everyone on, <laughs> if, if you want to uh, skip through all of the bottom of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bump up through. All right, so Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton, seven-time world champion, and George Russell, who is a champion in his own right, actually. He, um, what did he, where was he? Was, wasn't he whole F2 champion? And probably. I don't know. Oh, yeah. F, He's uh, a GP, race, he is a race winner. He's yeah, got he was, that under his belt. He was GP3 and F2 champion. So GP3 was what became F3. So no. Basically F3 and F2 champion. Can he get the, the triple header or the, the hat trick? Who knows? All right. So with Russell, four seasons in Formula One, obviously started in a back of the pack Williams car and finally got promoted uh, once Bottas was kicked off the team. He got promoted up to or Mercedes. Um, so I got him as a I'm looking at it and I don't even want to say it. Four seasons. I, I put him as a two. I think he should be a three. I, I think I've got him as a three. Yeah. Yeah, I think he should be a three for experience. Um, I think he got a ton of knowledge and really helped out his racecraft in that Williams, um, even though he was just racing against Latifi the whole time. But he's still solidly outperforming Latifi. Latifi's Latifi. the goat, bro. Latifi is the anti-goat. Um, but so for racecraft, I put him as, as a three. Um, I could see a case where I could bump him up to a four as well, but I think a three just because he is still a few years in, four years in. Um, and chance for drama, I got him as a negative two. I don't really see him causing too many waves. I think he's still a kid in a candy store, just happy to be there, and I don't think he's going to do too much. Um, Hamilton, experience, you got to give him a five. 
racecraft a five and those aren't really debatable in my opinion no and chance for drama even though he's got a history um i think he learned a lot from the issues with nico holkenberg he's a much more Mm -hmm. mature driver than he was back then um i think he understands that his place in the team like he is you know the top guy basically and it's like total wolf lewis hamilton and and toto's his best friend like yeah yeah so i don't i don't foresee him causing too many waves i put him at a negative two also um giving them a negative four total for a chance of drama uh those negative twos they could also go down to ones i don't know but i'm leaving them there um so for me i put the overall team as in 11 rating rate yeah rating so Close. I'm pretty close across the board. Mercedes or Hamilton five five. I gave him a negative one. I I see him like you said. He's so mature of a driver now. His seat is a seven time world champion. Toto's his best friend. He is still the goat of this era. Like I, I just don't see him feeling the pressure from Russell. I mean, Russell beat him this year, and the whole time he was like, "Whatever, man. Like I'm not worried." Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave him a negative one on drama. I just don't see Lewis worrying that much about it. Um, inner inner team, right? Like the whole Lewis right. Max thing. That's a whole nother conversation or Lewis outside of the team, but inside the team, I don't see Hamilton and Russell fighting. Russell, I gave a three on driver's experience. He's been in the, in the, on the grid for four years. You could, you could persuade me down to a two, but um, the way he has really handled himself in that car, call it natural talent or whatever, had me had me bumping out. Same thing on racecraft. I gave him a four. Mm-hmm. I mean, his consistency at finishing in the top five and one of the you know bottom midfield cars this year just, I mean, racecraft is absolutely there. He'll probably be a five one day, but right yeah. now I absolutely give him a four based on last last season. But I gave him a negative three on chances of drama. The way that he bitches and moans about people <laughs> breaking the rules. Right. I, I just um I think everyone's seen that inter that uh that video of um all the drivers getting like a safety briefing and, and uh Grosjean in the back was like, Are we allowed to take our seatbelts off while the car is still going around? <laughs> Lewis does it. And Lewis was like Bitch. <laughs> 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 like I see Russell doing the same thing and just yeah. Oh, he did me, 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 me. Tattletailing on people. Tattletailing away. So I bumped him up to a negative three. That puts our total drama chances at a negative four. So we matched there, but wrestled is not. But that puts Mercedes at a 13 overall for me. Oh, wow. That's pretty high. Yeah. They, yeah, they're, they're definitely up there. You know what's awesome? And when you're saying how consistent he is, is even back in his Williams days, like he was consistent mr saturday mr saturday right and even like this year he's like what is it top five all the time yep i mean he's he is very consistent he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with but damn just stop telling on people yeah he is a snitch (laughs) oh righty then he's gonna snitch on uh k mag and k mag's gonna come out in the parking lot (laughs) one time (laughs) see him at the post-race interviews like oh russell what happened you got a black eye (laughs) he hit me it was him. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, all right. Ferrari. On to the Ferrari. Okay. Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. All right. I, like I, I want to take first on this one, and I'll, right, I'll let you uh, see what you think. I'm, I'm going. All right. Leclerc. Let's start with Sainz. We're going to start with Sainz. Gave him a four on driver experience. He's been in, the, he's been in for what? Five years? 
Eight years. Eight years, yeah. I was way off. Five years. Yeah, eight years. He's been around. I gave him a four. Uh, Racecraft, I gave him a three. He's down there with Gasly and mm-hmm. Ocon. Who else did I give a three to? Botas. K-Mag. Yeah, that's where I put signs. Give him a negative two for drama. I mean, the fact that he didn't have a whole lot of drama this year with all of the ridiculous shit happening to him, his car catching on fire every other race, and he still didn't do anything. I <laughs> uh, just give him, he, there's a chance, but meh. Leclerc, four, four, negative two. Got the driver's experience. He's got the racecraft, but I don't think he's a five on racecraft. I don't think he sits up there with Verstappen, with Hamilton. I think those Wait, are the only you two. Said Leclerc, four, four, negative two? Yep. So four for experience, four for racecraft, negative two for drama. Yep. Okay. The fact that Leclerc didn't come unglued at Ferrari itself for yeah. like just says he he's he's gonna Ferrari's got their good puppet boys that are gonna be good drivers, chance for winning, they're they're gonna compete and they're not gonna make waves. They're not gonna be like Sebastian Vettel on drive to survive when they're like, oh, Leclerc, why did you cancel your fashion line? He was like, oh, it just wasn't time. And Vettel leaned over and was like, you see this Puma sticker right here? That's yep. why. And everyone at Ferrari was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's interesting is I see uh, like other reports and documentaries and stuff like Ferrari keeps a tight grip on their drivers. Like you're, you're not allowed to step out of line. You know, like yep. back in the old days, that's how it was. And like now you've got drivers like Lewis Hamilton who he's covered in tattoos, you know, he's always getting the penalties or getting, you know, reprimands or whatever for his, his jewelry. He's got his own fashion line and all that. So Mercedes yeah. kind of, I guess, let him, gave him a lot of leeway. I probably progressed how good he was. Yeah. yeah. And then Ferrari is like, nope, like, you're not doing any of that. So for my <laughs> ratings on these boys. So I'll start with uh, Leclerc. Driver experience, I put him as a three. Um, He's got okay. uh five years. So he's a you know, three years less than Carlos Sainz. So I put Leclerc as a three for experience. Racecraft, I put him at a three there. Um, I think he's good. He just, you know, we've talked about before, just doesn't have that edge. He's, I don't know what it is. He, he just doesn't have that little bit extra aggression like you see in a Verstappen. Um, and drama, I put him at a negative three. And I'll go over why I put both of these guys at a drama. All right, so mm-hmm. I'll jump up the signs. I put him as a negative four. Yep. And I Ooh. think for me... Both of these guys are getting frustrated, for one, with the team. Um, And you got to see last year when Carlos Sainz was told to swap the cars, and he was like, no, basically flat out told him he wasn't going to, and then went on and won the race. Um, So I think doing that gave him that little bit of confidence where he could be like, "Eh, maybe I know more than the the strategist, you know? (laughs) And so I think that their growing and mounting frustration is going to potentially boil up. And I want to say that I got them as... No, they're not. They're like the third highest. Oh, not even. They're like the fifth highest for drama for me. Never mind. Um, and yeah, then you, so you've been rating drama way higher than I have. I just love a good a good battle and good team drama. Gotta um, love some drama. Oh, you remember what was it? Ferrari back in Brazil, twenty nineteen, when Sebastian Vettel and Leclerc came together, and both of them were out of the race. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. But blew both tires, put them yep. both in the pit. Like, it was, oh, yeah. Yep. All right. So, for signs, experience, eight years. I got him at a four. And then Racecraft at a three. He's kind of just like a one of those blah drivers to me. Um, you see, recently, when he his dad was doing the Dakar rally, 
Jason, he touched the door. Yeah, he touched the door, and his dad was under investigation for a while. <laughs> he got penalized. He got like a five second time penalty or something. Oh, he they did? actually I didn't dropped see the a penalty on it for Signs Jr. touching the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, on to Red Bull. This one was interesting to me. As you yeah. know, number one team, Drivers' Championship, uh, Constructors' Championship. First and third place in the in the championship. So Verstappen on experience. Um, he's got eight years. So I I had to put him. Well, I, I put him at a four because of that. You know, he's getting close to ten years. You know, the youngest ever driver in Formula One. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got a lot of experience. Um, probably more experience than his years would lead you to believe, right? Racecraft. Mm-hmm. I got him at a five, man. Verstappen Can't. is just untouchable Yikes. right now. Uh drama. I rated both of these guys high, and it all boils back to last year in uh, Brazil. And that one, wasn't that the one when uh, they told him to swap? And he was like, no, I've already told you my reasons. Don't ask me that again. And so I think they're going into this season with a lot of tension, and I could see that bubbling up if Perez can catch him, which I don't think he will. Um, No, not a chance. Driver experience for Perez, he's been in for 11 years, so he's a 10 on driver experience. Uh, Racecraft got him at a five. He's he's a solid number two again. Many times we've gone over his lack of aggression and not having that edge that it takes to be a champion. And drama for him, negative four. He says he wants to come out and make a championship push. And I think that he's tired of the shit too. He doesn't like that Max wouldn't let him buy and he's getting fed up with the team orders. And I think Leclerc or uh, Verstappen is, or I'm sorry, damn. I think Perez is going to fight back at some point this year. So I got their team drama at a negative nine, which is almost maxed out. And the number one team. It's almost like Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg back in the day. So I've got, I put Verstappen at a five on driver experience. Um, Just kind of going to what you said at the end there. Um, His experience, I think, is more than the years that he has. Um, there's a couple of guys I rated on here, just not purely on a numbers basis, but how they drive, how they handle themselves. You'd swear they'd been in the sport for 20 years. And, and to me, Max is kind of there, whether is whether he's not at 10 years or not. I think he's experience levels there. Yeah. Um, Racecraft five drama. I put him at a negative four. Absolutely. Um, I, I, you could honestly make the argument to bump him up to a negative five. The only reason I didn't. um if this was 2021, hardcore negative five, he had that chip on his shoulder, wanted to win the mm-hmm. world championship. Um, I think he's he's a two time back to back world champ now. Number one on his car again, like the drama is definitely there. Hard negative four, but he's he's toned it down a little bit from where he was. And so yeah, for that right. reason, I brought it to a negative four. Perez, five on driver's experience. I gave him a three on racecraft. Perez is just not. It's fun to watch him. He, he's he's another Botas, which I gave a three on Racecraft yeah. as well. Like he's good enough to pick up the slack because he's also in the fastest car on the track. But I mean, the car was lightning light years faster than that Ferrari in the last race. And he couldn't even run the Ferrari down in like 12 laps. He just meh. Um, drama. I gave him a negative three mm-hmm. um, because. He might fight back. There, there's the chance of it, but I don't necessarily think it's in his nature. I don't. I don't think he sees himself beating Verstappen. I really don't. I think he's much like a Botas, where he's happy to scrap for number two. 
Um, and the other thing is, I think I think Perez is smart. We can go back to the rumors about Monaco and Perez crashing out and stopping mm-hmm. Max. Like I can see Perez playing those little games, but they're going to be behind the scene games. They're going to be things that Red Bull covers up. They're going to be things that aren't talked about. And yeah. It's going to keep a simmering point on the drama. We're not going to get fireworks from it. So I put them at a three. But yeah, Red Bull and Aston Martin are tied as my highest chances of drama, which nice. is crazy. That's that's um, our mind. <laughs> So when you're so, talking about uh, with Perez and not being exciting to watch, the most exciting part about Perez is watching how long he can go on a set of tires. Like, yes, I actually enjoy absolutely. seeing that. It's like, oh, he's 53 laps in on a set of mediums and he's still going. Like, that kind of stuff's interesting, but that's about it. That's not what you want. That's not what's going to win you, though. Nope. Um, all right. So real quick, we've been throwing a whole lot of numbers at everybody. I'm going to run down my in summary who had the most experience, most race crafts, most drama, most overall, and then the least for all of those. And then I'll let you do the same and we can kind of then summarize and wrap it all up. But let's see it. Um, so most drivers experience for me, I've got his Red Bull. Um, what is yours? Tied Red Bull. Red Bull. Okay. Most race craft. I've got Mercedes on mine. Oh, I got a Red Bull Mercedes tie. Uh, Mercedes is one up on Red Bull just because I gave Russell a four and Perez a three. So Mercedes won out on race experience. Drama, I've got Aston Martin and Red Bull. Same. I got the same. Most overall, best driver pairing in, for team, Mercedes. Hands down. Yep. Mine was, yep. it was, I think I had three points, no, two points on the second best, which I had is yep. surprisingly Alfa Romeo. Where did that really come from? Red Bull know. and Ferrari are my second best tied at 11. So least, least know. experience overall, Williams and Alpha Tauri. Oh, I got Alpha Tauri all alone on that one. Uh, least racecraft. I've got Williams and Alpha Tauri. So did I. Tied. <laughs> least drama. I've got Williams and McLaren. It's, I've got Williams by themselves. Least overall, Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri, again, the biggest disappointment so far. So we were actually, every category we were tied, uh, we were the same. Maybe we had like, you know, I had an extra team yeah. tied for some. But yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, I expected it would be close. I didn't know it'd be that close, though. It's funny because our drama ratings were so different, but our drama mm-hmm. came out to be the same for most and least yeah. overall. Um. So yeah, it'll be interesting cool to yeah. look at these. I'm looking at, yeah. so like I've got Alfa Romeo overall with a nine, right? So mm-hmm. for me, they're like I said, they're my second. Me. Yeah, so for me and you, they're, they're ranked pretty high as a driver pairing. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see what they could do given the, the right car. Yeah, so based on driver pairings, mine goes Merck. Tied for second is Red Bull and Ferrari. And then McLaren. Tied for fifth is Alpine and Alfa Romeo. Then Haas and Aston Martin are tied. And yeah, at seven. And then, sorry guys, I'm doing this live. And then Williams comes in at dead last. No, I'm sorry, Williams and then Alfa Tauri. I have Red Bull as my number three driver pairing. Yeah, they're tied for second. It's interesting because you see a lot of these teams, except for the the top-ranked teams, a lot of the teams... um, have a, a pretty big discrepancy. Like there's a clear number one driver 
and mm-hmm. as far as like my my scoring in here not just their place on the team um but I, I think a lot of that also comes from a lot of these teams have rookies coming in yeah know? they do so it's a like lot of teams have unknown. rookies and then a lot of teams have like rookies and and new guys they're not rookies but they're still new guys sonoda yeah albon like that'll be interesting the other thing that like Red Bull that would probably drop them in the rankings, but isn't in our categories is they've got Ricardo sitting at number three, who is going to be chopping at that number two seat hard. Like, yep. I think that's because I thought about this a little bit with Perez Perez. If he thinks that his time at Red Bull is done and he knows that he's probably on his way out the door, I could see him getting a whole lot more chance of fireworks but with Danny sitting there, it's going to be so much easier. Like, I think Perez is going to have to be on his best behavior because they'll rip him out and throw Danny in there in a heartbeat. Like, I just don't see, like, I think Perez is going to have to be on his best behavior and he's going to have to perform every time. Yeah. If he doesn't, I mean, well, we've, I think we've probably talked about this on every podcast, but if he doesn't, Red Bull's got a decision to make, right? You've got the tried and true, but a little rusty and a little dusty Danny Ricardo. Or you've got Nick DeVries where, you know, only one season in a Formula One car, hopefully, well, at the end of the year, yeah. you know, if he, I don't know, it's like, do you go with the, the old dog or, you know, the, the young pup if he's not ready, right? So let me I ask know. you maybe, this. Maybe I say, we, put, I say put Danny in at a one-year contract every year and let's, let's roll with it. And let's do that. So if we swap Perez and Danny in our chart, I mean, driver Ooh. experience and yeah, racecraft would probably quick. be the same but what would you put for drama because i'd give danny a five and driver experience maybe a four maybe a four racecraft i'd sit him at a solid three just like i have perez drama i think i'm putting a negative three up there maybe a negative four i think that she, i mean we've seen yeah verstappen and danny together like that is drama <laughs> made over there was a lot of drama but it, could you imagine if he comes back He's going to play it real cool. Not going to do it. Not going to make any waves. He's like, look, I'm the number two driver. And handlebar mustache. That's not how. I'll, it's funny how all my drivers have the same accent. Yeah, they um, do. But he's going to come in and be like, I'm the number two driver. And, you know, I'm just happy to be here, mate. So I'm putting him at a, a negative two on that. Ooh. And then that puts him as the second highest driver pairing for me. One point behind Mercedes. So, so you're saying. Red Bull needs to put him in. Swapping Perez and Danny actually puts him higher than on your chart. Yeah, it moves him up two points. That's a guaranteed driver and constructor uh, championship, without a doubt. Again, and that's one and two in the uh, in the, the the driver championship next year. So right here, I the guess- numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. And these are professional, hardcore numbers. Y'all have not heard me typing. I have not been playing with this as I relook at it with a sober mind this morning at all. It's solid and <laughs> saved. Um, so, I mean, based on this, Mercedes is going to win next year, though. Well, so that's what I was thinking about, too, right? So, yeah, they got the strongest driver pairing. So if Mercedes can hand them a car, which I think a lot of people um, suspect or expect Mercedes to do to give them a competitive car this year, then they're going to be a problem. But I don't foresee the Red Bull car taking that much of a step back where they're going to be constantly fighting for number one. I think if, if they get a solid car this year, you could see Mercedes drivers or um, constructors championship. But I think Verstappen still 
going to be a solid contender for the drivers championship. So Max is going to be uh, solid first place. You know, it's okay. it, first place is his to lose every race. Yep. This is assuming that Mercedes has a solid car and Ferrari yep. has a solid car. Then behind Max, you're going to have Hamilton and Russell, Leclerc and Sainz, and then Perez is hoping for sixth place each race. You know, if he has a yeah. good race, he's in sixth place, unless something happens on the first, you know, you know, the, the first step in Ferrari and Mercedes, then he might get a little higher, but I think he's the best he's going to hope for is probably sixth place in, in each race. Yeah. Him and Sainz are going to be battling out fifth and sixth every time, I think. Yep. I totally agree with your assessment. Red Bull first place is Max's to lose. Um, expecting a competitive car out of Mercedes, not a crazy car, right? Like I could see mm-hmm. Mercedes pulling out the number one car and then, I mean, it's just game over, but um, I don't really see that happening out of the gate. I agree with you. It's going to be Max in first Lewis. And I mean, I hate to say it. I could see Russell and Leclerc, the three of those battling it out for second, third, fourth, and then signs and Perez or fifth and yep. sixth. And maybe we'll get some Norris in there. I mean, hopefully McLaren is number four on my list. So I really wish McLaren would get it together. They're pretty far down. Well, not too far down, but they're down there on my list. I think number four, number three. And I'm just, I'm curious to this. These are my number two. I think the name of this podcast is going to be, we're calling it. Who's going to, who's going to win. This year, these guys are tight. Oh, McLaren's Four. seventh on my list. McLaren's seventh on your list. That's not good. It'll be interesting. This kind of this is a fun. I think something else, another uh, category we could have thrown in here would have been um, like just team dynamic, right? All the principal swapping around, like, um, you know, does Williams even have a team principal yet? Uh yeah, it's the uh former Mercedes um Yes, that was uh, announced. James. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um and Toto has always made some awesome classy comment about how he wishes him the best to go take over over there. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be an interesting season for sure. But one thing we can guarantee, Williams and Alpha Tauri will be at the back. Another thing we can guarantee is I dropped the ball and did not have the season countdown ready. Oh gosh! What is it that you say you do here? I don't, Take a week and, and a half whole, off, go to shot show, and it's just. Uh, hey Siri. Bump. How many days until March fifth? Siri says. Thirty-eight days. Until thirty-eight days. I think last time we did me? this, we were at like fifty something. So yeah, thirty-eight days. That is wild. That's just over a month. Well. Until then, until until we hear, see from everyone next time. Thanks for listening in. It's our longest podcast yet, Kurt. We're over an hour. We are. That's good. It might be our most technical. We argued numbers the entire time. I know. If I was listening to this, I'd be like, uh, I'm so lost. (laughs) I am so lost and the numbers are in front of me. Go to our website. We'll post our spreadsheets on there. You can comment, like, share. Which website? No one's listening to this, man. <laughs> it will be uh, one day formulaamerica.com, just not yet. Don't go there yet. Um, oh, we need to get on that. Yeah, we do. Until next time, stay classy, America.